get some more energy, bro. This is your first episode back. Oh, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Stop, 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 stop. We're doing it again. <laughs> we need more We need more energy, bro. We're doing it again. You are now listening to And it kind of works out from the previous show. Available up, so. on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. <laughs> Lucha Outsiders everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. This is how it feels to fuck on cocaine. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Leo. That's Mario. Have no fear. The sports entertainers are here. I am the heel that seals the deal of villain. Stay chilling. The anti-hero of the IWC. Your boy, Mr. Rated R. And we are joined by our tag team partner. He is the announcer of the Elf. Oh, see. He's the man. They put the honor back in Ring of Honor. He's a straight shooter on Twitter. And when it comes to wrestling, he has a radar from the main streets of Long Island. Going on. Man, it's been a while. It been, been a while. while. It's been a while that Leo completely forgot how to do the intro and he had no energy, so we yeah. had to do it again. Yeah. Listen, listen, it happens, man. Okay, Leo, get, come on, what are you doing? Right. What's going on? Good morning. Good Leo, evening. Welcome Good back. Ryan, welcome back. Welcome back. You as well. Welcome back. I know. We're back. We're back <laughs> after a little hiatus. What was it? Like two, three weeks? We haven't done a show since post-mania, yeah. bro, where Leo decided yeah. to take an impromptu I vacation. I did not decide. My wife said we're going. What am I going to say? No to a free trip? I mean. <laughs> Touche. Touche. <laughs> Will you say no to a free trip? Absolutely not. And and I, and I got to watch Mania, and I got to like see what was going on. I actually caught a little bit of the show. So yeah, it's awesome. Also, since Leo's back, let's give him a, you know, what what it, what do you call like a birthday that just happened? Like a, a, belated, a, a belated birthday. birthday. Belated birthday. Uh, so. After after thirty five, you don't count him, Mario. After thirty five, you don't count him. I mean, you are fifty, so Your it kind of does make. Does tu mama, tu mama te escrito. Your mama say hello to you. <laughs> so it kind of does make sense. Forty one, forty one. But uh, Leo, how are you, bro? I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm over here. I'm loving uh, McMahon as a uh, as a Marvel uh, villain. His look. <laughs> uh, again, remember, I said it like three years ago, before Ryan even came on. I said that the WWE was going to get sold, that they were preparing for something. I told you, and I stuck by my guns, and, and here you go. It wasn't a full sell, but it was more like an acquisition. But it's a sell at the end of the day. Nobody asked you. Hey, it's good. It's good to be right once. Once. No, 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 no. Okay, all jokes aside, Leo has been saying that for for the longest, even before Ryan got into the show, when Sam was still in the show, and I don't know what Sam was saying at the time, but <laughs> but uh, Ryan, welcome back. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't sound like um too sick here i got the uh seasonal allergies going on it's that time of the year but sorry i'm here sniffling but uh sniffling yeah, sniffling. sniffling sniffling up the oh, storm. Yes. 
how hard yeah. is it for people to not believe that those are allergies? Like, oh, it's COVID. You're, you're dying from COVID. Yeah. Oh, no, dude. I didn't take, I, I, it's early today, and I'm being lazy, so I didn't really take allergy medicine. But, like, I usually take something every morning, which mm-hmm. helps. Um, so... So, yeah, I'm so, sorry for you guys. So, Ryan, what what do you take for allergies? You know, since we're just kind of just talking, rambling for quick before we get into wrestling. I take uh, I just take a Zyrtec every morning. Okay, the Zyrtec gimmick. Yeah, I'm big on the Zyrtec yeah. too. Uh, so, if you guys pay attention to our podcast feed, I actually dropped like a little four minute. I wouldn't even call it an episode. Just kind of just testing my board, and I was highly congested um doing just testing out the board testing out the mic i was so congested it it probably sounded like i was doing some other stuff but um yeah listen the allergies are out here like they're at a new like level at this point and then also with the weather one day is hot the next day is cold the other day is raining then the sun is outside and it's just too much like in spanish no se decide like it doesn't decide whether it wants to be hot or cold I don't know about you guys with the heat and the AC in the house. I've turned it on and off like 1300 times. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's 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 crazy, bro. It's crazy out here, but um yeah, this is life. You know, this is life. Dealing with allergies, being old like Leo. I'm not old. And, I'm just seasoned. Yeah, well, you know, that's he's, what they say. He's a vet. He's a vet. <laughs> Oh, wow, Ryan! Wow. So, see, there you it's go. Even the, even the Come on, you're like, that. Let me go check on the. La puta madre que te parió, hijo de la remil puta. Okay, before we get started, it's hashtag. Hashtag. Rebel Woo. time. Hey, shut up! Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa! Okay, let's get started, guys. All right, I kind of know where I want to start the show in. Where? I, but I'll ask. I'll ask Ryan, where do you want to go? You want to talk? Because there's there's a lot of talk about in the WWE world and the AEW stuff. But where do you want to start? Boy, I kind of don't. I don't know, man. Don't add, don't leave it up to me. Ooh, I, I have no I, idea I, where uh, to begin. Can I? It depends what your answer is going to be, Leo. The rounds is that is that picture with Jordan Grace for real? Like uh, our boy Phil's making the rounds? Yeah. Or is that an old picture? No, no, he's making the rounds. Why though? No, no, like my qu- my question is okay, it's weird, and I kinda understand. All right, so, so explain that. Like. I'll explain. I'll explain. All right. Gracias. So we'll we'll start with CM Punk and AEW. So since the last time we did a show postmania, we knew that Phil showed up at LA, you know, hanging out with FTR and stuff. But, you know, we really didn't know if he was gonna come back to AEW or not, especially with yeah. him just kind of going I won't call it mental breakdowns, but just him just kind of throwing a temper tantrum on the social media. That's the best way to put it. And this is not trying to bash punk, but mm-hmm. on either side, whether you're on the punk side, the elite side of things, listen, punk has been throwing little temper tantrums on social media. So we really don't know much. Now everything has completely changed, okay? It does seem like CM Punk is coming back, okay? Yeah. There's a rumored... Saturday show that looks like it's most likely going to happen. And now we're, there's talks of a draft split because there's some, the, the rumor is that there's some wrestlers that are just not getting along with each other. Um, you, you think? Because of the whole CM Punk situation. So there's like a lot of things going on here where it's like, <clears throat> where, why are we having a, dra- are we just having a draft split to, kind of bring punk back and there's some people that don't want to hang out with you know deal with CM Punk or are we doing a draft split because they they have a whole like a heavily big roster 
where it's to the point where a guy like Jay White, which was one of the hottest free agents in the world, is now on Rampage. Listen, Rampage mm-hmm. has become Sunday Night Heat, Velocity. Yeah. That's what Rampage has become. Nobody watches Rampage. And I kind of have mixed feelings about it. You know, as weeks have been passing by, listen, I don't, I don't necessarily dislike the idea of a brand split, but like, are we doing the brand split for like the right reasons? Because you got a heavy fucking roster, or is it because people are not getting along with Punk? And that that's a big issue. And then also the other issue is, listen, I love AEW, but I'm getting too much AEW. We get AEW almost every single day of the week. We got AEW Dark. We got AEW Elevation. We got AEW Dynamite, which is the A show, at least for now. Thursdays, you get Ring of Honor, which is AEW Jace. AEW Light, NXT. You get Friday, which is Rampage that nobody watches. Now we're going to have a Saturday show. We don't know the time slot of it. If we do indeed get this Saturday show, I hope it's at 6, not 8 o'clock, because they're going to have tough competition if it's, a, if it's at 8 o'clock. And then Sundays, you get your pay-per-views. It's too much AEW for me. Yeah. Yeah, this... this uh. I don't know, man. A Saturday night weekly wrestling show, man. I mean, I I barely watch the weekly show we get on Friday nights. And listen, that's not to say that I'm this big party animal where I'm going out every Friday and Saturday and I ain't, you know. But I mean, especially with the nice weather coming, right? It's the summer. You know, who's going to be sitting inside watching a Saturday night wrestling show weekly for two hours every single week? Now, I'm sure people will DVR it. And if Punk is on it, people will watch it. But man, I just think this is like similar to Rampage, where it's just like you're getting another show that we think is gonna be good, and it's just gonna be another waste of time. It's just gonna be a show that's not important, that just doesn't do good ratings. It's at a terrible time slot on a terrible day. It's I just don't know how this is gonna work. And I guess putting CM Punk on there will hopefully work out, you know, make it work out the way they, they want it to. But I don't know, man. And then splitting the rosters is just so ridiculous if it's because of people having issues working with CM Punk and not wanting to be around him. Because ultimately, you're going to work in the same company, so you're going to be at the same pay-per-views together. So you are going to be back there seeing each other. I'm talking about mostly the Elite and, and the Punk and FTR side. So, like, just make it work instead of splitting the crew and having some crew work Wednesday, some crew work Saturday. It's just not going to work. And, uh, I mean, Punk hasn't even stepped foot back into the company, and I'm already just so sick and tired of hearing <laughs> been, about all these, he's like... He's stepping everywhere cheap. besides AEW. Yeah, yeah, right. He's everywhere else. Uh, but but the place that he's actually <laughs> under contract for, uh, with. So, I don't know, man. I'm just... I don't know how to think about it. I don't, I don't know what to think. I don't know what my thoughts are. I just really... I guess we're going to have to wait and see, but I don't know. A Saturday night wrestling show from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. or 8 p.m. to 10 p.m.? I don't know, man. I mean, that's just another thing that I got to keep track of. It's another thing I got to DVR and watch on my free time. Like like you said, there's just too much as it is. I barely even keep up with, like, you know, the weekly stuff that we get. You know, Raw and Dynamite Smackdowns. Let me ask you this. Has any Saturday show actually worked, Ryan, that you could think of? Any Saturday night wrestling show? Because we know Monday works. No, yeah, no. Monday's Monday's a staple. Monday has been yeah. That's that's been you know the thing for obviously the weekly the longest weekly episodic television show. So Mondays ain't going anywhere. 
But even SmackDown on Fridays, man, like, I don't know the last time I watched a live SmackDown on a Friday night, man. Like, I DVR it, and then I barely even go back to watch it. And then before I know it, it's the following Friday again. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm like five SmackDowns behind. Like, (laughs) I just follow what goes on on social media, really. So, you know? so Saturday does not work because again, what are they going to do? Where like when the when the WWE has a Saturday show, they're going to reschedule it, right, dude? They're going to be going up against a lot of competition on Saturdays in general, sports, uh, um, you know, like MMA, just anything. You know, I, I just you know, the, in football season too, there's um, you know, so towards the end of the NFL season, they do football games on Saturday nights. The NFL playoffs are on Saturdays. The like, NBA playoffs a lot right of now. Competition, yeah. I don't understand how they expect this show to do any good ratings on a Saturday night. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So if you've been, so if you if you've been reading like the dirt sheets or whatever, apparently this is like a a, a Warner Turner decision that they offered AW this time slot on Saturdays, and the catalyst of all this is Punk returning as well. So it's kind of like going side by side with each other. So from like apparently it's a big money deal for AW that Turner and Warner's giving. AW, but at the same time, it's like it's just logistically not going to to work. Make sense. He wants to say yeah. hi. Just let him say hi. <laughs> what's up, bro? Go ahead, bro. Little outsider Hello. show. Okay, say what's up to Ryan. Say what's up to everybody. We're doing the show. Bye bye. What are your thoughts on the new show? Come on, Roman. Would you would you watch wrestling on Saturdays? Would you watch wrestling on a Saturday? No. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Tony Khan. There's your answer. There's your focus group. Congratulations. <laughs> you played yourself. No, but all seriousness, no, I know what you're saying, Mario. I know why they're doing it. Like, I'm not bashing AEW for doing it. I'm just like, I, I just don't see, I just don't see it working. I don't know. Especially because there's so much, it, first of all, it's a weekend, okay? Like, we have to take, some of us, we have to, like, when there's like pay-per-view that we want to watch, we kind of got to rearrange our schedule, make sure we don't do plans that day. Or if we're going to make plans, make it within like, hey, I'm going to get with a couple of friends so we can watch this pay-per-view. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now you're asking your audience that's already kind of like a little bit AEW'd out to take another day, a weekend, a Saturday, not even a Sunday. It's a Saturday. Take their main day of the weekend, a Saturday, take two hours out of their schedule so they can watch live wrestling. And I just got mixed feelings about it, man. I think it's too much AW for my liking. I If this is the case, if we're indeed moving into the Saturday initiative of this collision show, because that's what the rumored name is, collision, okay? First of all, I do think it's going to be a collision. And then also, <laughs> and then also it's like, Get rid of dark. Get rid of elevation. You have to. Also, I think Rampage. Well, they did. I don't know if you heard. They did get rid of one of the darks. Well, elevation, they, need to get, they need to get rid of both of the darks. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. also, I think Rampage, if you're still going to make Rampage a thing, I think Rampage should become a recap show. Kind of yeah. like, you remember WWE Livewire, Leo? It yeah. used to be like on Saturday mornings. Make it something like that. An hour recap show. Well, the, you, you need that, though. For the people that don't watch the Collision Show, that don't watch Dynamite, make that a recap show. Yeah. But, but what worked with that recap show, Mario, is that you also had fan interactions. Now, the way you could do it now is, hey, just put the chat and let people go crazy, right? But that way, when you had that show, 
at least let's say somebody like Ryan, who's five weeks behind on SmackDown, <laughs> could just be could just be one week behind on this on this recap show. Because to tell you the truth, I do what Ryan does. I follow what's going on on social media. Ryan, Ryan is so behind on SmackDown that he's he's just catching up with the with the SmackDown before Mania, and he went to Mania. <laughs> so so as he's watching, he's like, "Oh, oh. that's why." <laughs> Oh, oh my god. It's, my it's god. okay, Ryan. It's okay. I'm not even gonna so, say how many SmackDowns. Well, he I'm should be on the SmackDown that's leading to backlash. He's on the SmackDown leading to WrestleMania. <laughs> I'm always gonna be one SmackDown behind the last pay per view. Oh, he's still he's god. still looking for Bad Bunny. He's still looking Oh man. Listen. So, I get it. I get it from the business aspect, right? Because listen, money talks. But at the same time, it's like I'm thinking logistically here, like, how is this gonna work? How is this really going to work? Like, and where is it going to work? And what kind of a number are they going to draw, man? Like, listen, it's I don't think... It's not going to be any different than Rampage. I don't think it's going to... I just don't see it drawing a million. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am wrong here. But no, I just... No, no shot. No but shot. But I just don't see it happening, dude. No shot. It's maybe, maybe the first week when you have rumor, uh, like, you know, everybody knows CM Punk's going to be on. It's kind of like... That uh, rampage when the the first dance, the last dance, whatever it was, See, uh, that he one? showed up on, like that did good ratings. But like after that, like it's like it's like the honeymoon stage, you know. For the first maybe week or two, people are gonna tune in, and maybe you'll get you know a nice rating number. But after a while, when people realize it's a complete waste of time. Oh yeah, like you know? listen, rampage is 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 pointless. Oh man, but like the first few weeks of rampage, I was all I was all in, man. I watched the like. Uh, the first one was like Kenny Omega versus Christian for the title or whatever. Yeah. And the second yeah. week was CM Punk. I mean, like I watched for a few weeks, but then, and then of course, little by little, little by little, yeah. they start conditioning the audience. Like we're just going to throw a whole bunch of random matches on there that you're not going to care about where yeah. the first couple of weeks, it felt like dynamite type matches. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's taped too. So you already know the spoilers are out there. It's just, there's nothing important. I mean, I laugh every week at the but, rampage. Um, but there, there's ways like you could do now. it, hey, Ryan. I, I was listening. Uh, you know, I was thinking right now when when uh, Mario said about that live wire show. What what was so good about that live wire show is that you also had interviews that were leading up to keep going. You know, whatever was going on. You, instead <clears> of using the YouTube exclusives, use this as your YouTube exclusive, you, right? So that way now you you can further the storylines. But you know, what it, you know what it is, too, Leo? You also got to think about it also, and, and we're a little bit older than Ryan. <clears throat> Back then... Yeah, there was no internet. There was no internet, so trying to get... We could get wrestling on our phones, like, now, right? Before, Livewire was the only option we had. Yeah. Because unless you were sticking a tape into your VCR to record wrestling, the only way you could get caught up with shit, unless you were fortunate to have the internet... To read results, the only way you could catch up on things is watching a recap show like Livewire. Yeah, but but you you can evolve that that thought process, right? You could evolve it, especially now. Now you we all know that something is recorded. Nobody's gonna stay hush about it. People are gonna send it out online, right? But what you could do is have again like those YouTube exclusives that the WWE has. Some of them are really well produced that force you to go watch them. So now when you're looking at stuff like this, okay, forget it. Yeah, you know what happened. But do you know why it happened? Here's the video. No, and, and I'm making fun of Ryan, but when you were at Mania, some of the stuff that maybe you didn't watch that Friday, 
that kind of made sense after you watch it, right? Well, that SmackDown before Mania was god awful. But, but yeah, I know. Thank God. <laughs> but uh, what I'm saying is, like, even even if people know what what it's going to be, like what the final outcome is going to be, make it a special show. Oh, you know, sitting down to sign their contract, even though we know both most of the time those people are going to fight, but you need substance to pull people to that show. I don't think you're going to have it. So back on the whole CM Punk of it all. So this guy's been trolling like the world. That's pretty much is the best way to put it. Him showing up to Monday Night Raw. Apparently he was on the same flight as a lot of the talent because a lot of talent live in Florida. And he's still friends with some of these talents. He showed up backstage at Monday Night Raw before they went live on the air. And he spoke to The Miz. He cleared up, I guess, whatever beef was there. He tried to speak to Triple H. And Triple H was like, uh, I got to check with the big boss first. And then uh, they escorted uh, CM Punk out. There was no bad blood there. Get him out. Like, there was no, like, issue. You know, CM Punk walked away fine. I think he's just using this as a publicity stunt, if anything. And then he shows up this weekend at the, at the Impact tapings that we're going to mention something about Impact for, uh, later on. Apparently, he was a he was a guest by Mercedes Monet and Trinity Fatu, and he was backstage at Impact. So this is all publicity. He's eventually going to show up in AEW. Yeah. And what I hope doesn't happen is Ryan. And I know Ryan. I could already see Ryan's face when I mentioned this. What I hope doesn't happen is. If they do do this roster split to please Punk, they create the AEW Global Championship, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the next thing that's going to happen. We're going to see, like, uh, a secondary, um, you know, like, world title in me. AEW. I mean, that's, I mean, if, indeed, it is going to be a full-blown brand split, yeah, I mean, that's, I wouldn't be shocked if that's on its way, too. Again, like you said, there's just too much content, and it's a great thing that Warner uh warner brothers discovery they want all this aew uh, talent and stuff it's great for the company you know more money in tony khan's pocket and everything but as a viewer as a fan so much i don't know i can't i can't keep up with it all man i really just watch dynamite and that is it so, um tbd mm -hmm. on the the collision part i mean if it's really a must-see show like a dynamite i will watch on my dvr every like you know sunday i guess catch up on it but I do not expect to be tuning in every week for a dub collision. Imagine being like, imagine, right. Being that type of person that now since they have this Saturday show, Leo, like, like we'll, we'll use Leo as the example, right? Cause Leo's yeah. a busy guy. You know, he's always wearing so many different hats, whether it's like from doing stuff with his family to doing what he does for a living. Right. So we'll use Leo as an example, Ryan, check this out. Anybody want imagine, any of the hats? Imagine Leo, <laughs> right. Being like, Dude, I can't produce your show. I got to watch AEW Collision. Okay? <laughs> Imagine him telling his wife, nah, honey, this is not going to work for me. Um, I got to watch AEW Collision. No. And, <laughs> and the worst part is, the worst part is trying to explain to my wife what AEW Collision is, <laughs> why that show is on Saturday night, and why it's so important. Now, it's, so his, it's his kid's birthday. He's like, we could we could celebrate his birthday. The only thing is we got to do it at 11 in the morning because at 6 o'clock, I want to watch AEW Collision. And she's like, que it's, it's my anniversary. Can we celebrate it tomorrow? Because I got to watch AEW Collision. <laughs> oh, man. And, and now, but, but again, if, if you were to use that as a pay-per-view, right? Because so that's what we keep forgetting. Like the whole point of the Monday to Friday show is to push the pay-per-view on Saturday, whether it's on Fight TV, whether it's on your app, whether wherever it is. Right. Whether it's a prime uh, live event or premium live event, it's to push that. 
But right now, we're not pushing any of that. So what what is actually going to push you? Another live show? Nobody's going to watch another live show just to watch it. Oh, get ready, guys. We're going to get ready for the Saturday Night Wars when WWE <laughs> has their pay-per-views on. on Saturday and they're going head-to-head with AEW Collision. Come on, yeah. guys. This is what we want. <laughs> also, not to mention, too, I don't know if you're like, you know, Rampage, it's always like shifting times on Friday nights because of the NBA playoffs, yeah. NHL, all this stuff. It's always that special start time this, special Ugh. start time that. Is the same thing going to happen every week with Collision where you're just never going to know hey, what time it's actually on? Ryan. Because of these different scheduling conflicts? Like, that's another thing, too. When you put a show on like that, it's like, you know, you don't have the normal time slot every single week because, yeah, you're, you're going to bump that show. You know, TNT or TBS, whatever, is going to want to bump that show if they have what, playoffs on that What's going to happen is when we get situations like that where they get bumped, they're going to move to another Warner channel like a true tv okay yeah, well, then, then that, that's the death right there. <laughs> wrap it up wrap it up tell the crew to wrap it up don't even show up on saturdays if that's the case oh the the issue God. is this ryan and, and mario knows this when we got the studio one of the first things that i told people is like the studio has to have parking why does it have to have parking? Because the second you make somebody look for parking or look for somewhere else or make yep. another turn or, analogy, t- or take another another five steps, they're not coming back. That's a great yep. analogy. So, so this is your parking. Friday yep. at, at 8 o'clock, Saturday, and the second you change it, people are not going to come back. They're not. Yeah. And, and I'm yeah. sorry, you, you can have gold, but if I'm looking for silver and not gold, then it doesn't matter what, what time you put it on. So, but but with AEW, and I like the product, I just think a lot of it is all over the place. And maybe you do need that, hey, watch this for half an hour just to get updated. And and I'm sorry, and, and it can't be anything that's not produced by AEW because shit can get skewed. I really, I really think Rampage should become a, a recap show at this point because with this second show and then you have this draft split, right? It's like... It's too much. It's too much. Make Rampage a recap show, and then I guess we'll see how Collision does. So back back to this potential draft, right? So yeah. as of right now, we have seven championships in AEW. I know that sounds like a low number, especially with so many different titles we see on AEW, but there's technically seven AEW championships. You have the World, yeah. the TNT, the International, Women's World, TBS, Trios, and Tag. That's seven championships, right? Now, hypothetically speaking, okay, if one show has the world, the TNT, the women's, and then the tag, and the other show has the international, the TBS, and um, the, team. the trios, right? Okay. What 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 what's what's odd about that, right? You have three titles on one show, and then you have four on the other. I, I'm listen, unless they make the world champion show up on both shows, which that's fine. Yeah. I don't think they should create another world title. No, no, I, I don't think so either. I especially with MJF. The world championship should be on make, both shows. You can make the international title or the TNT title, whichever one you want, be like almost the main title of what, one of the shows, what, like the Collision Show. Because quite honestly, uh, it's what Orange Cassidy has been doing with the title has is just unbelievable. Yeah, I can't believe he's still the champion. That's the second best title. It's elevated more than the TNT championship, in my opinion. The international championship is the equivalent of the Intercontinental title, in my opinion. 
my my only issue is that he defends it every one week, point. and I think it's a little overkill. You don't need to do it every single week, but if you want to do it every single week, throw it on collision so that people can tune in every single week and see Orange Cassidy's like defenses of the world of the international title. Make that like the main event of the show every single week or something like that. I don't know. I mean, you could do you could elevate these other titles. You do not need to bring another world title into the mix. I mean, seven is a lot considering that they only have like two, three, four. I guess we'll have five hours of programming now with with the collision. I mean, seven championships is a lot. That's not even that's not even including all the other titles that we've seen on AWTV. Well, right. Well, they, that's another problem in itself with all these like randos showing up with these AAA titles, these Impact titles, these Ring of Honor titles. Hey, and... don't don't forget the FTW championship. Yeah, that, Ryan. that one's on there with you. <laughs> all right, so number eight. Yeah, come on, <laughs> baby hook. Oh God, I think the world title, the world championship should appear on both shows, and yeah. it, I. I'm not against a draft split because their roster's too big. I should not be. I should not see my guy Jay White, okay, on Rampage. No. Yeah. So I don't mind the draft split, but at the same time, I really feel like the draft split—they're only doing this to accommodate Punk because yeah, we need right. to bring That's Punk back. And you know, there there's still some bad blood there. Apparently, all right. The rumor is that Jericho and Punk had a meeting, and everything went smooth sails there. So my hope is. Sooner rather than later, everybody's gonna get to work together again, and there's, yeah. there's no beef. That's what I want to happen because I do think Punk should be on TV, but at the same time, putting all this stock on Punk and you don't know how long you're gonna have him for because he's always getting hurt. Come on, man! Don't, yeah, right. don't, don't push away the guys that are the foundation of AEW just for seeing Punk. You don't do that. I think there's. I think there's a world that we could get everybody just to sit in a room and just work out all their issues, man. We don't got to be best friends, but let's fucking do business. Yeah, yeah. You don't got to hang out after the show. You don't got to hang out before the show. You don't got to talk before the show, talk after the show. Just, just fucking, you know, when it comes to your segment, your match, your feud, I mean, yeah, just make business for the both of you to make money. I mean, that's what the UFC does. These two guys, they get in the cage, they fight each other, okay? They fight each other for, for the big money. And then after the fact, they they hug and they kiss each other in the freaking octagon, okay? But they both made insane money beating the shit out of each other. That's just the way to go. Like, just, especially with the Elite and Punk and FTR. I mean, God, if we don't see those guys work together, especially after everything that happened... This is what people want to see, man. This is money, more money in their pockets, more money in Tony Khan's pockets, more money in AEW's pockets. Use, the, I know use the Matt people. Hardy. Use Matt Hardy when all this shit was going on. You can't get worse than that. You can't get more backstage politics than that. What, the Matt Hardy and Edge stuff? Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. You can, yeah, right. They worked it out, and look at that. You know? And they made money. <laughs> yes, exactly. I know all these guys realize that, too, and that's the most frustrating part about this is they know it. So make it work, right? Apparently Jericho had the meeting with CM Punk over the weekend or something like that, I heard. And um, and apparently it went well. I mean, of course it went well. These two guys aren't going to fist fight each other in the meeting, okay? The meeting is to work out any issues that they have and sit down and, and you know, kind of coordinate and agree with each other. That, okay, we'll make money with each other. We'll work with each other if it's best for business. Like Jericho's a pro. Obviously he's not going to, you know, right. he's going to make it work. I just hope the same for the elite too. I agree. So let's uh let's move on from the CM Punk talk. Let's just tie a bow on it for for now, I guess, and just talk about some of the stuff that's been happening in AEW before we get into some of the other stuff that's going on in wrestling. Because listen, there's a lot of shit that's fucking happening. But let's talk about some current AEW stuff. The Elite, the BCC. So it seems like 
what I kind of theorized a couple, what was it, like a month or two ago between the BCC and the Elite, it seems like that's happening. It seems like that's coming together. Um, mm-hmm. They did throw a curveball at us at the end of, was it the a- end of AEW Dynamite with Takeshita? And, yeah, it mm-hmm. was the end of, and listen, there's so much shit that happens in AEW. I kinda Dude, I know. I, I, so, <clears throat> at the end of AEW Dynamite, you have this big brawl between the Elite and the BCC, and Brian's telling Takeshita that he should be with the BCC, and then he kind of throws him back in the ring, and then Takeshita's trying to stop the Elite from, like, beating the crap out of Moxley, and then... You know, they, they kind of, the BCC kind of tries to celebrate with Takeshita, and Takeshita says no, and then he gets beat up and he gets busted open, okay? I, maybe I'm wrong here, okay? I think that's a swerve. No, I, yeah, think, I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> I think the BCC, it's like the way, to, it's kind of like a gang, right? The way to yeah. get into the BCC is like you got to get busted open. And I think this is like his way to <laughs> that's get the in. Initiation. That's the initiation, <laughs> right? He got busted open, and listen, I think Takeshita's going to be full BCC. And we're going to get Kota Bushi in AEW. And yeah. my prediction is at double or nothing, we're going to get anarchy in the arena. It has to lead to that. Yeah. Yeah, dude, you were spot on with what you said. Uh, you know, I, I mean, at the time, I didn't even think it was far-fetched what you said either. But And the more and more of this feud plays out, um, it definitely seems like it's headed that way, too. I mean, Kota Bushi too, he's talking in interviews like how he wants to come to America and this and that. And, uh, you know, he got, he's got a new theme song and a new uh, Titantron video that he put out on Twitter the other day. He's definitely getting ready to, to sign an AEW contract. Uh, no doubt about it. I mean, come on. I mean, this guy's why, available. What the listen, hell is Tony Khan why, doing? Then, why not? You, know? you have a draft split anyway. You're going to introduce right. the global championship. Fuck it. Why not? Let's bring Kota <laughs> Bushi in. <laughs> Yeah, and it makes perfect sense in this feud right here. So, uh, yeah, I definitely think this is where we're headed. Um, and it's it's a great story, man. It really is. It's uh, it's it's one of the best things, probably the best thing right now on AEW television. I know the the pillar stuff has been pretty good, but uh, it's a little weird how they're kind of getting to the uh, four way match. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Yep. But yeah, I, I think the uh, the BCC and the elite man. This is a this is a fun feud, and we're getting Kenny Omega and and John Moxley in a cage in a couple of weeks. Um, I'll take that in a heartbeat. So yeah, yeah, I'm all, I'm all for that. Uh, it's interesting with the BCC because the BCC actually feel like they're better <laughs> now compared to when yeah. he was with Regal. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, and uh, I don't know if she's on the stream. I know Iridian did pop in before I saw on Facebook, but I do have to apologize, I guess, because I buried everybody everybody for buying this BCC merch, even though the merch is a little bit different now. Uh, they're coming out with some new stuff, but I buried people for buying all the merch, jumping all over the bandwagon when I thought it was coming to an end after Regal left. But, man, they're, they've just gotten, kind of gotten a second wind here, and they completely have just – made themselves even better than they were before. And they were pretty damn good with Regal. But now it's like, man, this is like, it's almost like the Nexus where they're just like showing up backstage in interviews, beating the crap out of people left and right, like showing up whenever you least expect them to. And uh, yeah, man, it's been fun. This is, uh, this is the version of the BCC we should have been getting from the start, man. They're so much better as heels. Brian's doing some great stuff. Um, Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. You mentioned the four pillars. And it seems like I, I do want to see this match, and I think this is the right match to have at uh, I was gonna say Forbidden Door at um double or nothing, but it just feels like a little bit convoluted. You know, you have like yeah. the whole Sammy G and MJF being together, 
Um, mm-hmm. And then you have like that funny segment at, at Dynamite this week where they're trying to leave together after they're so called like friends. And he's like, no, 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 there's no room in the car for you. And then the camera pans into the car and there's nobody there. So that's just kind of weird. And then I think what was very eye opening for me was like two weeks ago when you had the pillars, just three of the pillars. It was Sammy G, Jungle Boy and Darby in the ring. That segment was not good. Jungle Boy and Darby probably cut one of the worst promos they've ever done in their career. And Sammy G was like probably the only one that kind of like saved it. And saved it might be like like stretching it a little bit. It's a shame who saved it. No, it's not that. I think Sammy G is a good promo, but the other two are not. I think they really need to work on that. No, Sammy's been good every week with his promos, I feel like. And again, Sammy gets so much hate, bro. I mean, I understand why, but I mean, God, he's so he's good on the mic and he's fantastic in the ring. And he's, you know, he knows how to hold his own. So, yeah, I agree. He's a, he's the only one that when he talks in there, everything that he says, I'm kind of just like, it seems real. It seems believable. And the other two seem like they're reading off a teleprompter. That's just the way it comes off to me. Yeah, it's just weird. It's weird. It's really weird. Um, but we'll see where it goes. Well, we know where it's going to go, but I'm really interested to see this week when we have like we know that jungle boy and darby are gonna defeat mjf and sammy g but it's just i don't know it's just a little bit too convoluted for my liking me too me too it's uh i mean i'm glad they didn't make they didn't do the same classic like thing where they you know oh in order to get to mjf you gotta run through a gauntlet of winning this many matches and this many matches and gotta get through this roadblock and this roadblock that mjf brings in i'm glad they're doing something different this is just not the different way that i envision them getting to this pillars four way um listen the match is gonna be fantastic i'm looking forward to it but yeah i just think it's weird like you said with with sammy and, and mjf obviously obviously we know you know they're not like you know mjf is just using sammy it's just very obvious you know um and then darby and, and jungle boy having to work together i don't know i would have went a different way i don't know what that different way is right off the top of my head but i'm sure there were better ways that we could have gotten to this four way match instead of the way they've been doing it. So I don't know. Like I agree with you. It's just it's a lot. Warlow defeated Powerhouse Hobbs for the TNT championship. Listen, this belt had be, has become a bit of a hot potato. I don't necessarily yeah. hate that. I just I, I kind of would have rather seen Hobbs hold it for a little bit longer. I don't necessarily like the Warlow and Arn Anderson pairing either. I think that promo that they did on Dynamite could have had end sooner. Man, Christian coming out was like the best thing that happened, we, even though that was awkward because they were just kind of looking at each other. But I, I said this jokingly like a couple weeks ago, but like I'm 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 being serious when I say this at the same time. Warlow needs to let his hair grow back out. I, I don't like the haircut. He looks like gener- genetic generic wrestler number five. He just looks yeah, he yeah. looks like any any he looks like a typical I'm a former athlete. I went to the performance center and now get some generic name on NXT. That's what he looks yeah. like. Yeah. And with the with the little ponytail, he looks like a badass to me. I'm not saying that he's not a badass now. It's just he looks too normal now for me. Yeah, I don't know what to do with this, man. The Wardlow and Hobbs thing. You put the belt on Hobbs for, what, two weeks? Nah, it was actually a little over a month. It was a month and a week. Jeez, well, definitely felt like two weeks. Yeah, it did. <laughs> um, 
And then you just take it off of him with like just out of nowhere and you put it back on Wardlow. They did the same thing with Scorpio Sky and Sammy Guevara. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just like back and forth. It was the same two guys fighting over the TNT title. And now here we go. We got the same two guys fighting over the TNT title for far too long now. This title has just become a. I don't know if it's the right word for it, but just it's kind of become a joke. Um, it was it, at one point it was uh, the workhorse belt. No, that's, that's the inter- now the intercontinental. Inter- I was the intercontinental international championship. The international belt, which, which is intercontinental uh, adjacent, if you really think. I mean, yeah, it. pretty much same thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, this TNT title, man. I mean, it's it's kind of just like they're making me just not care about it. You know, I mean, it, it's getting it's getting to the point now where it's like, and I've done this with WWE for years, where it's just like you have to really think long and hard who the champion is like you know like over like, so many times i have to go like wait who's the wwe uh u.s champion again mm. oh that that's austin theory that's right like i you have to really think long and hard the, with the tnt belts kind of like dude i swear if you tuned out for a couple weeks of dynamite you're like oh yeah like uh oh yeah like hobbs is to the champion right and it's like oh no wardlow won it like three weeks ago it's like what and like, then, I, it's just also don't forget how many times we've had like interim champions too. That doesn't help either. Right. And now I don't need I don't need six months title reigns for every single belt. But I mean the hot potato gimmick. It's like Hobbs couldn't have hold, held this belt until the Double or Nothing show, or he couldn't have held it until uh, I don't know Wembley, or he couldn't have held it until like Forbidden Door. Like I don't know. I mean it's just like what are they? What are you doing? I don't know, man. It's it's. I I don't necessarily mind the hot potatoing part, but I do feel like Hobbs should have had the title longer because the TNT title is the equivalent of the television championship, all right? So I don't necessarily mind in wrestling promotions where you have at least a title where it kind of switches hands often. So I don't necessarily dislike that part. I do agree yeah. that the international t- title has become, not only has it leveled up in name, but it also has leveled up in the eyes of the viewer where that to me is the second most important title in the whole company. Yeah, and I thought that was supposed to be a title that's, like, really not defended too much in AEW. It's defended elsewhere, you know, mm-hmm. across the world and stuff. And it's being defended every single week on the show. Yeah, I, um, went, to, I went to a New Japan show. I went to two New Japan shows uh, a couple weeks ago. One in D.C. and then one in Philly. Orange Cassidy defended the, that, that title against Gabriel Kidd. So he's also defending in other promotions. Yeah, dude, he's, he's unbelievable, man. How many freaking title defenses he's had and so many bangers that he's had. It's crazy. I, I had to actually look up. I looked it up uh, the other night when I was watching uh, the show. I was like, when did Orange Cassidy win the belt? I thought he won this belt in January. Bro, he won this belt in October. Yeah, man. It's pretty crazy, man. I, I did not expect this type of run from him. And, and kudos to him for putting on banger after banger and really elevating his belt and making it feel important. Because up in, up until he won it, it was kind of just like, why is this belt even here? But now, well, it's... well, Pac was the first champion, and he did defend the title. He just didn't defend it as often as Orange Cassidy's doing it, obviously. Yeah, yeah, and well, that's another thing too. I don't know how you feel about it. I just don't need to see it defended every single week or every other week. Right. Um, it does. It kind of seems unnecessary, you know. It's like these guys, like uh, these randos, that are just getting these title shots. You just know there's no shot of of them dethroning Orange Cassidy, you know. So it's kind of just like a showcase type of thing. But I just don't need it every single week. But Hey, that's what they've been doing, and as a result, the belt's been elevated. So I, I guess it worked. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We'll see uh, how uh, Cassidy's reign continues. Uh, I guess elevated, right? Um, let's talk about the Outcast and the original. So they're still telling us this story. You know, they they threw the whole Chris Jericho uh, curveball in there, where 
it was all planned to, you know, for Adam Cole to be tied up. And we're going to talk about Adam Cole in a bit, but uh, they attack Britt. Now Britt has a black eye and. You, you know, seem so defeated explaining this. And yeah, I just, because, you know, I, it's just I, you know what it is? Stupid. I don't mind the story. The problem is I feel like right now it's very stale because they're, they're trying yeah. to like stretch this out. And I guess like, you know, just have it. What's the, I don't I don't even know what's the word I'm looking for. Like, I know I, I really think the end goal is we're going to get like a blood and guts between all the women. Right. That's what I think it's going to happen. But right now they kind of have it like on pause where they kind of just stretch this out. And it's just like I, I want to see further progression in the story. But I think they're kind of stuck in a place where they can't really do that because maybe the proper members from each group are not all there yet. Does that make sense? but then why aren't they there yet you know like what are they waiting for you know like do they not know who they're putting in or i mean like yeah i don't know it's kind of seems like we were headed like you said towards a blood and guts type of thing and now it's it's stalled and now they're involved in the jericho and adam cole feud Mm -hmm. and yeah it's just kind of it's kind of like what i mean the outcast is like what are, what is your mission here like what are you doing like their the spray paint is, is ridiculous their mission is to infect aw all right they're the poison of aw okay because they're the outcast so i i saw i found this very interesting um i'm always paying attention to like little details on certain things or whatever so i've noticed that since taya valkyrie debuted on aw she hasn't necessarily gotten like the greatest reaction from the audience. There's like mix there, okay? And this past week with her match against Jade, which I don't think the match was good at all, but I noticed that after the match, you know, she went to go attack um, Aubrey. And then she ended up cutting like this promo, which was like a, a social media exclusive. And she kind of had like a little attitude to her. And I'm like, you know. I would not be shocked if she ends up joining the Outcast. Maybe not as an official member, but as like one of the members that Lee goes into Blood and Guts because it seems like the audience ain't necessarily gravitating to Taya well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't really blame them, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, she had a, if you even want to call it a cup of coffee run in NXT, nobody remembers that. And then she's just been an impact. So uh, it really, there's been no reason to really care about her ever since her arrival. Um, so I don't really blame the audience there. But, yeah, I mean, I guess I could see her joining them. It would make sense. She's an outsider that, you know, did work for WWE if she wants to gloat about that. Mm-hmm. Um, she would make sense there. And then, you know, you could you could really, if you're trying to look for women, like you could put Jade Cargill in that homegrown yep. position because she is. Yeah, she is one of the originals. So, yeah, I mean, if they still want to do the blood and guts thing, it doesn't seem like they are at this point. I mean, not right now at least. But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess I wouldn't be shocked um to see that happen i don't know i just feel like the whole thing's just been a flop you know like soraya soraya coming to AEW couldn't have gone any worse so far i mean she doesn't look great in the ring and this gimmick just ain't it um tony storm man i love tony storm and i just hate seeing her just doing nothing now ever since being the interim champ she was a workhorse with that belt and having bangers when she first got here she's an afterthought now you know um there's nobody (laughs) there to challenge jamie Hayter. there's just nobody Britt Baker, you know, I mean, you know, she's just doing her thing. It's just, uh, I don't know, the women's division right now is a mess, man. There's random matches every week. They're in the same time slot every week. Jade Cargill, nobody in sight to, to, for, to beat her for this belt. 
I don't know, man. I don't want to be that type of person. It's like, oh, who cares about the women's wrestling? But like right now in AEW, there's no reason to care about the women's division. There really well, isn't. Well, Outside of Jamie Hayter, who I do love, and she hasn't even defended the belt in a while because there's nobody to defend the belt against. And you can bring in all these outsiders. You can bring in, you know, these Rehos, these, uh, you know, Emmy Sakuras and stuff. But like, I don't know. How about getting somebody, how about building somebody up on the actual roster that you have? You know, you got women there, but. I got a hot take about the women's division overall in wrestling, but I'll bring that up later because I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna try to troll off, troll some of the peckerheads later. But yeah, yeah, hey, the AEW, yeah, I'm only mentioning because we're talking yeah. about AEW, but yeah. yeah, even in WWE, yeah. this really we'll, the reason we'll, we care about the women's we'll, division. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about the women's division in a bit. All right, yeah. um, so we got a return, and then we got a debut. Jeff Hardy returned a couple weeks ago. Um, it seems like he's in a better place now. I'm just hoping for the best for Jeff. All right, um. To be quite honest, I was a little bit surprised that he he has returned because I don't know, especially with due to his history and just everything that's been going on with him, you know, I thought he would probably, you know, not come back like almost a year later, but hey, you know, I, I do hope I hope for the best for Jeff, man. Um when he made his return and made the save for for Matt um in that segment against the firm you could tell he was like really emotional, you know, when he hugged Matt and then he got to the ring post. Listen, I love Jeff. I just want the best for him, whether that's in the ring or whenever he decides to hang it up. I just want the best for him. And I just hope he has his shit together. Listen, addiction is a real thing. I know a lot of people that that just think like, oh, you know, well, fuck him. He's an addict or, you know, listen, addiction is it's a struggle, man. And I'm not trying to make excuses for him. He's made a lot of poor decisions, but. Addiction is a real thing. I, I've seen it firsthand what addiction could do to people. So I, I just hope for the best for Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's good to see him back. You know, it's going to bring some eyeballs and some viewers, obviously. Um, people love Jeff. He's got a great following. No matter what he does, you know, what are you, just that, that fan base always seems to still support him, which is great. Um, you know, I just don't know if AEW is going to put him in a right. big-time position again mm -hmm. because, you know, it's got to put a lot of trust in this guy, and how could you? Yep trust him after all these things. So that's why he's been spending his time with Matt on rampage. Um, but yeah, I mean, Hey, it's great to see him back and uh, you know, we'll see what the Hardy boys do. I, I don't know how much more they have left. I mean, Matt Hardy's running AEW lately has just been, uh, eh, you know, like nothing really there, but I mean, I guess he's happy and he's still wrestling. So, you know, it's something, but yeah, it's, it's great to see Jeff back. And I just hope this time um, that he, actually is retired from fucking up. Like I think right. he said that in a promo or something like that. Or he, when he came back, he's like, I'm retired from screwing everything up. So let's hope so. I mean, you know, let you know, hold yourself accountable. I mean, this is it. This should be his final run in wrestling. I would think. Right. So it's like, how many more times are you going to screw up here? And you know, you're not going to be given any more opportunities, you know, time and time again, if you just keep doing the same thing. So let's see what happens. We'll see. Okay. So we mentioned Adam Cole. So two weeks ago, they, Jericho and Adam Cole had this segment, uh, which led to like a, a brawl, and then they ended up tying up Adam Cole, and then the outcasts were, you know, it was all cahoots, the outcasts and the Jericho Appreciation Society. They were being the shit out of Britt Baker. Adam Cole had to watch the whole thing, yada, yada. This past week, Adam Cole's pissed off. He calls out Jericho. Jericho shows up in the screen and says, like, oh, do you think I'm going to show up there to someone that lets his uh girlfriend get beat up and does nothing whatever and then you know jazz shows up to the ring they beat up adam cole and then bandito and arch cassidy who had opened up the show in a match to start the show with they make the save all right and now they're getting beat up by jazz and then some random music hits some kill switch engage and then you see srs which i'm like 
Sean Ross Sapp is going to make exactly the- what I thought. <laughs> Sean Ross Sapp is going to make the save, the guy from Fightful. But no, <laughs> it was Roderick Strong. Big pop from him. I Listen, I might be willing to say that might be the loudest pop he's ever gotten his whole career. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He shows yeah. up, make the save. He looks great. And we get a, you know, a, a, a undisputed era reunion of some sorts. And Roderick Strong is all elite. Another person that signed to AEW. Yeah, the 256th uh, <laughs> roster member. But listen, we're getting a brand split. So it all makes sense now. So it's all good. It's, it's all, all good. good. Uh, listen, Roderick Strong and, and AEW just kind of fits better to me. Listen, as much as, as much as they try to do things with Roderick Strong and WWE, it just wasn't going to work. At the end of the day, Roderick Strong is never going to be like the star actor top of the card top yeah. of the card anything like that he's always best as a supporting cast member if you will right um that's what he was in the undisputed era not saying that he can't put on great matches not saying that he can't uh tell a compelling story when he's featured as a supporting cast member but he's got to be featured like in a tag team or in a stable so him and AEW just kind of fits better, in my opinion, especially with his past history of Ring of Honor. So, and plus now he's with his buddies again. So, and, and and what I mean by that is not just Adam Cole. Listen, he's friends with the Young Bucks and a lot of the Ring he's of got Honor. His, guys. his girls there too, and his, his wife. and his wife is there too. So it kind of just yeah. it just seems right, you know. Yeah, I mean, you figured this was going to happen eventually, right? Um, I'm I was just shocked. I popped because I legit. Well, number one, I forgot he even existed. I mean, how long has it been since Roderick Strong has been on any sort of mm. wrestling program? Okay, like literally, like any anything that like he hasn't been seen in so long, and then nobody like none of the dirt sheets picked up that he got released. So you kind of just totally forgot about him. So that's kind of why I popped. I was like, holy shit! Like I did not expect to see him here, you know. And uh, you know, we didn't get one of those Tony Khan uh teases which actually tony's been pretty good with that lately you know the jeff hardy one and now this we haven't gotten the uh you know oh i i have a big surprise tonight or this is gonna be big tonight like he's kind of just letting things be a surprise without announcing it beforehand so i do like that um but yeah i mean you know what do i expect out of roderick strong here in aew not much (laughs) um you know maybe he'll be featured on Rampage a lot. He'll be doing Dark a lot. Maybe He'll Ring be... of Honor, Ring of Honor. Back in Ring of Honor, baby. Yeah, right. That works. Um, You know, he's just not going to be at the top of the card. He's a great wrestler, no doubt about that. But, I mean, you know, there's a lot of great wrestlers out there in the world, right? Like, there's a lot of great wrestlers in AEW. Um, It's, you know, it doesn't mean you're going to be at the, like, doing anything important. Uh, Maybe he'll have a run with one of the secondary belts, the TNT or the international, who knows? I don't know. Maybe he'll win the trios title or the tag titles one day with O'Reilly and or, or Cole, you know, I don't know, but he's, yeah, he's just never going to be the face of a company and he's just not, he's just a mid Carter. That's all always what he's going to be. And you know, that sounds terrible if I put it that way, but you know what I mean? Um, no, I get it. I get yeah. It. I mean, nonetheless, I he's a good wrestler, so I don't really mind him in AEW. I just, like I said, I figured it was going to happen eventually. I was just shocked because, you know, nobody knew he got let out of the, uh, the performance center. He got, he was... <laughs> Listen, Ryan's really trying to put it out there like the nicest way possible where it's like, nobody cares about Roger. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, can anybody really say that they do? Let's be honest. If in the chat, if I'm wrong, if I'm an idiot here, no, no. And, really listen, I don't Roderick mean that. It, it, I'm not meaning that as a dig. It's just like 
he's forgettable. Like nobody, yeah. everybody thought that he was still employed by WWE. Yeah, yeah, and even when he was employed by WWE, he still was like, dude, where is this guy? Like, <laughs> didn't even make it to the main roster, bro. You're stuck in uh that diamond stable. You know what's so fucking nuts though? Here's a here's a crazy thing about it. I'm watching Roger Strong show up in AEW. I'm like, wow, bro. A couple of years ago, right? A couple of fucking years ago at Survivor Series, this guy beat AJ and I think it was like Shinsuke in a three-way at Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Was it was it Shinsuke or was it someone else? Yeah, was it? I don't know. Was with the, wasn't it the match with the New Day too? It was like New Day undisputed. It was. It was, about? it was AJ. It was AJ Roderick, and I can't think of the third because they all had the mid card titles. The United States IC. Oh, 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 oh! It wasn't. I thought. I thought he was in the tag match, and that was not. I guess it was Bobby Fish and Kyle. That was Riley. when NXT was like part of the Survivor yeah, Series. Yeah, twenty nineteen, twenty nine. Yeah, and I'm like, what? and Roderick the won the match. God, dude, I did not remember that. And now look, look at him now. Now he's in AEW. I forgot who was the third one. It was it was it was uh AJ Roderick, maybe it was Shinsuke. I can't remember right now. I have like no memory of that at all. I mean, I I just think it's crazy in general how I mean the the entire undisputed era at one point was like the focal point of NXT going head to head against AEW and now, you know, well not all the members because who knows what the hell Bobby Fish is doing these days, but um, you know, all the members had, you know, went to AEW after that. Like, it's just pretty crazy to me. Um, and I, Hey dude, I hope we get elite versus undisputed era. We don't need Bobby fish in the mix. You could just do these three Kyle O'Reilly, Roddy and uh, Adam Cole against Kenny and the young bucks. I think that'd be awesome um, because in NXT, you know, Bobby fish was always hurt. So Roderick strong and Kyle O'Reilly made a really good tag team. Like I, I don't think we need Bobby fish back in the company for to do a UE and elite type of feud. So uh Yeah. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we mentioned about women's division. So there are some things interesting when it comes to like just women's wrestling outside of like the biggest promotions and stuff like that. So Mercedes Monet dropped the IWGP women's championship at uh, the stardom show. I think it was like last weekend. So Mm -hmm. she is booked for another new Japan show uh, resurgence. And I believe that's in California and she'll be part of this mini tournament to crown a strong open weight women's champion. Okay, I believe there's like three other women. I think Willow Nightingale is part of the, uh, this little mini tournament, so she's involved mm-hmm. with that. We still don't know what's going to be her permanent home. We still don't know none of that. All right. Now her part, her former partner Naomi Trinity, she's now has some type of agreement with Impact Wrestling. She appeared at the Impact tapings this past weekend. And listen, man, I know. And this show, sometimes you like to joke around with Impact or whatever, but I don't think this is bad, man. I think this is good. Like, listen, we've seen so many times in the past where these women go to Impact Wrestling. Because, listen, in my opinion, Impact Wrestling, when it comes to their women's division, the way they're portrayed on TV, it's better than everyone else. Because they're actually doing shit with their women, all right? Yeah, they can't get, argue that. They get main event slots. Listen, at the right, last pay per view, you had, you had Deanna and Jordan Grace main event the whole pay per view. So I just feel like when it comes to putting their women out there, I think they showcase their women a lot more compared to AEW and WWE at times. Yeah. And we have seen plenty of women go to Impact and then get signed elsewhere. They they're there for a couple of months, then they go to either AEW or WWE. Valkyrie. she spent like a good year in Impact after she got released at WWE. She ended up going to AEW. Uh, Chelsea Green, 
She went back to Impact Wrestling. Then she ended up getting picked up by WWE again. Mia Yim did the same thing. There's no reason why we can't think that Naomi is, isn't going to spend a couple months in Impact and then go elsewhere. We've seen it in the past before, and everybody's laughing at Naomi, just wishing this girl bad. It's like, what kind of a fucking wrestling fan are you? Why do you want to see this girl succeed? We don't know where her her where she is mentally. We don't know if maybe she didn't want to be part of this bloodline story in WWE. Maybe she wanted to do, or maybe it was never offered to her to begin with. I like how a lot of these wrestling fans go like, oh, she's so stupid. She just joined the bloodline when she was until WWE. How do we know that was even offered to her? Yeah. Fans are so I ridiculous. A, I don't even think this is a um, type of thing where it's like she's trying to prove herself to get back to WWE. I think if WWE wanted her back, right, they could have had her back. Right? I think this is her choice right. to do these things, to just be happy, to get more freedom, to be herself, to wrestle different opponents, maybe to work on different side projects, you know, because, right. you know, if you're with WWE, your your whole life revolves around WWE. You don't, really don't have time for anything else. And with Impact, with the way their schedules run and everything, I mean, I mean, heck, they could even, she could even wrestle for like other wrestling promotions probably too while she's under this deal, not even just do like outside of wrestling type right. of things. But I mean, apparently she's happy and yeah, I mean, who cares? I mean, it doesn't like, I don't know. Like I, I was surprised. Don't get me wrong. Like when I saw like that, she was debuting for impact. I was surprised. Cause like, wow. Like if she really wants to wrestle, why doesn't she just go back to WWE? Right. But, you know, hey, I can't fault anybody for betting on themselves and just having their freedom to be them and wanting to do something different, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think it's obviously it's a great thing. And like I said, the ultimate thing is she's happy there. So that's all that fucking matters. Why would anybody else judge that, you know? Right, right. That's that's all what's more important when it comes to all these all these towns, right? They're they're fucking people. So as long as they're happy, like why wish them bad or think it's stupid that they go here or go there? Like, we don't know them. Like, let this yeah. girl fucking <laughs> succeed at whatever it is that she wants to fucking do. If you don't watch right, Impact, right. then don't watch it. That's fine. But don't wish her bad. Right. I mean, I'm dude, I'm not too I'm not gonna be like, oh, Trinity's on the show next week. I'm tuning into Impact. I'm not I'm I I don't I don't personally like care like that, but I'm also not gonna bash it either and be like, oh my god, like I can't believe that happened. I'm just gonna tune in to see how miserable this is, or you know, like I don't know. It's just like yeah, if you like Impact, you're gonna tune in. This is exciting news, man. Mm -hmm. Like this is this is a gr another great get for the women's division, bro. Like they constantly, not even just in the women's division, Impact constantly loses people because of what you said before. It's kind of like a launching pad. Yep. You kind of, and I'm not saying these women or any of these people did do this, but like it kind of seems like people use Impact to get eyes on them and to kind of get reps in and kind of become a big star. And then they get noticed by WWE, um, like you mentioned, Chelsea Green and Mia Yim or two, you know who got released, went to Impact, I guess proved themselves. And as soon as WWE came calling, they ran right back because mm -hmm. they wanted to be there. Mm -hmm. It's different with Naomi. You know, she's not trying to prove that. So um, maybe this is somebody who's going to stick around Impact for, I don't know, a year, two years. If she really likes it, who the hell knows? Mm -hmm. And uh, But she's not really using them, you right. know? Right. So right. not a bad thing. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about WWE because there's a lot of things that are happening in WWE. And we haven't talked about this privately, so I'm really interested to hear your take and what's your thoughts on it. So we this draft week in, in many in many parts of, of of the world, not just not just WWE, but yeah, yeah, NFL yeah draft, coincidence, right? Big draft week, okay? Yeah. But when it comes to the WWE world, the WWE draft is happening right now. This past Monday, Triple H had this big announcement 
and it really was a big announcement. <laughs> he introduced the new WWE World Heavyweight Championship. All right. Now, before I get your thoughts on where this might go and who could be the first new World Heavyweight Champion, because there's, there's only a proper way to tell this story. But before we mm-hmm. tell this story, I just need to get your thoughts on the actual title design with, without giving me anything else first. Okay. I like it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I like, I, I it, like too. it. I, I, it's, it's, it's big gold esque. Yep. yep, yep. And they just wanted to put the big WWE logo in there. Yeah. Listen, like it or not, this is how WWE brands themselves, 1,000%. right? Like you need to, and with all these, you know, you see the Patrick Mahomes winning the Super Bowl for Kansas City, and he's walking around the WWE Championship. You know, uh, the Mets. I, you know, I'm a big Mets fan. They have uh, an MVP of the game, like every time, and they get to hold the belt. And uh, one of the players had the belt in his locker the other night. And when he's getting interviewed, you see the WWE belt in the, yep. in the background with the 1,000%. WWE logo. You, they need to put their yep. branding on things. So, like, I have no issues with that. Um, I love how they're calling it the World Heavyweight Championship, and I think, yeah, the design, I think it's clean, man. I I really, really like it. I'm with you 1,000%. I do like the belt as well. Um, it's paying homage to the big gold belt. And is the WWE logo a little bit too big for my liking? Yes, but still, I think the design is cool. I, I like it. I like the, 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 the paying homage to the big gold belt. And, yeah, we'll, we'll see how what, what happens um, with this first new champion. We'll get there. But the only way to tell this story about this this new title is we got to take it back, Ryan, okay? And I call this the ballad of the big gold belt. We got to take it back to late 2013, all right? At that time, Randy Orton was the WWE champion, and John Cena was the world heavyweight champion, all right? Yep. They closed out the year by having a ladder match. The ladder match wasn't good. But they closed out the year having a ladder match to unify both titles, all right? Randy Orton wins the match going into 2014. Now he's the undisputed WWE World Heavyweight Champion, carrying both belts. Sounds very mm-hmm. similar to what's going on now, okay? Mm-hmm. But he's carrying both belts. He goes into WrestleMania. He defends those titles in a three-way against Batista and Brian. Brian wins it. Yes, WrestleMania. He becomes a new world champion, new world heavyweight champion, all right? Later on in the year, a couple months later, he ends up vacating those titles because of injury. Then they have another ladder match at Money in the Bank to crown a new champion. Cena wins it. Fast forward to SummerSlam. He defends those titles, okay, against Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar crushes him. He's the last person to hold both those titles because the next night on Raw, they introduced the title we see now, the WWE title, and mm-hmm. they were like, Brock, you're the new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Here's the new title, all right? That's the last we saw of the of the scratch logo WWE Championship, and the last time we see the big gold belt. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fast forward two years later, they do the draft again. Okay, 2016. One side is going to have the world title, and at the time it was Dean Ambrose, John Moxley. WWE decides to create a new championship instead of bringing the world heavyweight title. We're going to just create a new title. It's going to be called the WWE Universal title. Okay, whatever. Everybody had their high hopes on what this title might look like. And then at SummerSlam, we get this reveal. It's exactly like the WWE title, except we're going to just throw a red strap on it. All right. Finn Balor, Seth Rollins. Finn Balor wins the match. He becomes the first WWE Universal champion. 
The very next night at Raw, he vacants the title due to injury. Yep. Now, this title was cursed to begin with. On top of the underwhelming reveal, the first champion gets hurt after winning it. We get a fatal four-way. Kevin Owens ends up winning the title. He ends up having a quick run to it. The second champion is Bill Goldberg. If it, I, there's no way anybody had this on their bingo card, okay? <laughs> then it's Brock Lesnar, and then it's like then Brock, and then Roman has it, and then it's just back and forth, and then Seth had it for a bit, and then I think Braun Strowman ended up having it, and Bray Wyatt ended up having it, and Goldberg had it again, blah, blah, and then, then finally Roman gets it back, and my opinion, okay, Roman has made this title matter compared to any other previous champion. You could probably make the oh, argument. To, you could, or you, you, down. you could make the argument for Brock, but Roman is the guy. Roman's the guy that's made this title. Brock, actually Brock mean, didn't do shit with it. That actually means, means, makes this title matter. Okay. Fast forward to last, uh, last year, 20, was it 2022? We get the unification of the world and universal titles. Brock and Roman for the 50th time. Roman wins the titles, and he's been holding both titles ever since. There's many times throughout this year that they could have taken the one of those titles off, specifically the WWE Championship, not the not the yep. not the not the Universal title, because that's yep. the title. People tend to forget that's the title that's going on a thousand something days. It's not right. the world title; it's the Universal title. Okay. Right. You didn't do nothing with Money in the Bank. You didn't have Roman defend the title separately, which you could have done too, okay? There's a way that you could have protect Roman and taken the WWE title away from him, okay? Now they're pigeonholed. They're stuck in a corner where Roman is still on this run, which I've been on record saying as much as I love Cody or whatever, I don't necessarily hate that Roman is still champion, all right? I don't hate it or whatever. But now you're stuck in a position where Roman has two titles still, but we're going to introduce another championship, the World Heavyweight Championship, which looks a lot like the big gold belt that got unified with the WWE Championship back in 2013. We're going to reintroduce this title. So now it's like, where's the lineage in all of this? So mm -hmm. I did this post because I'm big on lineage. Okay, I'm big on lineage. All right. This is what I think WWE needs to do. If we're reintroducing the big gold belt, it needs to continue having the same lineage as the NWA, the WCW, when they reintroduced the title in 2002. It needs to have that lineage. The big gold belt lineage needs to be reinstated with this new title, okay? When it comes to the titles that Roman Reigns holds right now, they need to unify the Universal and the WWE Championship lineage because at the end of the day, nobody cares about the Universal title lineage. People care yep. about the WWE Championship lineage. Now, if you tie that in together, listen, if you want to keep the Universal title uh, title name, that's fine. But let's unify that lineage together because now it's like, okay, the Universal title now matters because it's tied in with all that rich history, all right? And you keep one title. Yeah. Yeah. That what, what I think they need to do is eventually i don't know when but so i guess whenever they decide um well actually i don't know i don't know how to get to this spot but eventually i think what needs to happen is the universe because there's been reports that triple h does not want this universal title he does not like this universal title around um well, he's not no, a fan of it that's why he brought in the world heavyweight back right 
nobody, I mean, even if Cody beats Roman for Universal and the WWE titles, Cody will never make the Universal title what it was under Roman Reigns. Nobody will ever make that title feel as important as Roman Reigns did. I would retire the Universal Championship. That's it. Roman was the last one. Well, I guess whoever beats Roman would technically be the last champion. But everybody would just remember Roman as being the champion of that. The last long run with that belt. Retire that. Retire the lineage of that, which is not a good lineage. Okay, like you said, it's cursed from the start. And then you got to flip-flop in between Goldberg and Brock and Roman and Brock and Goldberg and Braun and Braun and Brock and Roman. I mean, it's like nobody really... Nobody even remembers half the title holders. Besides Roman. Besides Roman. Besides Roman, exactly. So you just completely, you just retire the belt altogether. Roman still goes down to history as one of the greatest champions. I mean, at this point, he's probably going to pass Hulk Hogan as the greatest champion. Um, You retire that and you just keep the WWE and you have the world heavyweight title. And that's it. And you don't freaking change it anymore, okay? That's it. No, no universal, no global, no inter international. How, what what if they Just do keep this? Keep it the WWE and the world heavyweight like old times. What if they do this? What if they do this? All right. What if Roman goes like, you know what? I hear another promotion needs a new world champion, so I'm gonna give them this title, and I'm just only gonna carry this one. Hey, listen, AEW needs another world title. They could just give that title to them. I do not want any any universal global championship. I do I do, I do agree but. Uh, with with that theory. I think that theory is cool where let Roman because now more than ever I think we're gonna get Cody and Roman too at WrestleMania next year. Now more than ever I think yeah. that we're getting that. And I and I I think so too because of the way the draft went where they split them up. Mm-hmm. I would just have this end at SummerSlam, dude. I would just have, like, cause, so we can all move on. You're going to do the same story with Cody again next year. What is he going to do? Win the Rumble again? You know, the same thing. I think you ended at SummerSlam so that we can get fresh stories, new feuds for Cody, new opponent for Cody, new opponent for Roman next year. I would just end it at SummerSlam, but, but it, I agree. But it here's looks the thing, like though. they're headed towards another match at WrestleMania. But, but if, here's, so if they was to do it at SummerSlam, right? How do we get there? Because, Roman. I'll tell you how we get there. Oh, wait. I just thought of it right now. You know yes. what? I'm going to let you tell. I already know how we could get there. Yes. But you know what? I'll let you I'll let you say your theory. I want. I don't want to take your thunder. But just more it's on these It's definitely t- the same thought. Yeah, but I'll let you say it. Okay, but before we, before we get there, okay? Before we get there. um, This World Heavyweight Championship, right? Oh, no, no. Let me go back to the universal thought of things. I do agree with you. Roman should be the last universal champion, right? You tie that rich history together, right? So we're, so as of right now, it's whoever whoever beats Roman. To this day, Roman should still be universal champion. Now, let's say Cody Rhodes, whenever it happens, Cody Rhodes defeats Roman for that title. He goes like, I finally achieved my purpose in WWE. I finally won this title. But you know what? My father wanted the WWE championship. Yep. The universal championship was never a thing. I'm tying this lineage together, and I am now the undisputed WWE champion. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, get yeah, remove yeah. the universal thing out of it. I think that's a that's an, a a nice way of putting it. Um, now, okay, let's stay on the topic of how do we get to the the Cody and Roman thing, and then we'll talk about the world title. Uh, so let's see if we're thinking of the same thing. How do we get there, Ryan? Cody wins Money in the Bank. 
and then he doesn't do your your heel cash in of course right. he does a john cena type cash in where he yeah. says i want you for the universal title at SummerSlam. Yep. There you go. That's like the easiest oh, freaking yeah. way. Yep. Yep. Like that's the easy way to go about it. You have it in yeah. there. I don't know if they're going to do it that way. But That'd like, be great, man. But like, here's the thing. It's like, you got this new World Heavyweight Championship. And this is, this is the one problem I had with it. The way Triple H comes out and he talks about Roman Reigns. He buries Roman. He, be- he, he, no, he buries everybody else, pretty much. Well, that's he a- just buries him. Yeah, everybody. Like, nobody can beat this guy. You all suck. So here's another championship so you can fight for something. I'm tired of this shit because nobody else can, you know, can, can beat this guy. So it basically is already a, being built. A, a, a consolation prize. It's a consolation yeah. prize. Even though it already would have been because, obviously, Roman status, it already would, would be the secondary title to begin with. The World Heavyweight title was always a secondary title behind the WWE title, just the way it was. But you're basically telling us that it is at this point. And that's just a bad excuse to get a new championship into the companies because nobody can beat this, the, the current. And, and like, another thing, what, what? another thing is, and, and we'll blend, I guess we could all blend this all together. Listen, Cody Rhodes needs to stay away from this world title. Okay. Right, if right. he wants to be part of the tournament, that's fine. Listen, if I had the book, if I had the pen, Knight of champions, the final, I'll have Seth Rollins and Cody in the main of Have that be the final. Seth wins it, becomes a yeah. world champion because you need to have a guy with some some type of stock to be that first world champion of this yeah. new reinstated title. Rollins wins it, and then he gets his win back from Cody. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the way to go too. I mean, you have to have. Oh, I mean, I guess you don't have to necessarily have Cody in the tournament. He could just probably be like, listen, the top prize is Roman Reigns. I don't want to go for anybody but, else. I need to avenge mine. But then, but then it kind of seems he kinda, like he belittles the world title. He yeah, right. The little that, and so like, yeah. What does that say for everybody fighting for the world title that they they don't have balls because they're not going for Roman Reigns mm-hmm. <laughs> instead? They're going for this title. So like, I don't know. Yeah. So I think he should be in the tournament, obviously. But yeah, he lose to Seth Rollins or lose to anybody. But it probably makes sense to make it Seth. And um, yeah, I mean, he shouldn't be in the finals for the belt or anything like that. He shouldn't want anything to do with this belt. Like, or shouldn't be anywhere near it. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, after the match, maybe he congratulates Seth in a backstage promo and says, you know, listen, congratulations, Seth. Um, you know, I, you know, I'm going for Roman or something like that. Instead, that's the path I got to be on. I don't know, something like that without belittling the belt. I don't know. But um, yeah, I think we can both agree that Rollins should be the guy. And I I don't know if this is where you were going with this because of, you know, you were you told the whole story from the beginning. And when the last time they were introduced a new belt, the world uh, universal title. Should they do Finn and Seth again, or is that just a cursed match? No? Man, listen to Or should that. they just try again? <laughs> if Balor gets hurt again. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't hate it. If, if you want to stay away just for, you know, superstitious type of uh, feelings. Listen, we're going to watch know. that match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Listen. We could get that match, but it can't be the it can't be the final. It can't be the first one to crown the champion. <laughs> nah, okay, it can't be the final, bro. Listen, stay, let's stay away from that. But you know what? It actually wouldn't make for interesting TV if they play off that. Yeah, no. I mean, the story's right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But so. I don't know if it should be the final. I don't think it should yeah. be the final. <laughs> hey, fine with me. I don't want uh, I don't want this belt to be cursed because I actually do like this belt and I love that they went back to the world heavyweight yeah, title, man. Me too, I just man. love it, man. It's it's gonna be so refreshing. <laughs> yeah, me too. I like the belt. I know I I feel like people there was never no middle. I feel like people either really like this title or people just don't like it. 
There's there hasn't really been it's, like a middle at all. People hate everything, man. That people just true. bury everything. I mean, really, like you they brought back the world heavyweight title and they basically got us an updated version of the big gold. Like, how could you find anything to complain about? And if your complaint again is that they put the WWE logo in the front, again, it's it's basically what I went back to saying before. If you don't understand that, then that's on you. You know, if you don't understand the branding aspect of it, you know, I mean they when people win the World Series, the Super Bowl, the Stanley Cup, if they want to hold up a, a title, they can now hold up the WWE championship or the WWE World Heavyweight title because it's got the WWE logo on it. Like, again, if you don't understand that, then I don't know what to tell you. But this belt looks great to me. And uh, listen, I got no complaints. I'm curious to see how it, how it goes, but I'm really even more curious now to see how they do this Cody and Roman 2 story and, you know... If they go beyond, way beyond the thousand days for Roman, because they could drag it to next year's WrestleMania. Who knows? I just feel like it's like they do that. It's just dragging out way too much at this point. And again, the stories for Roman, the opponents for Roman, just not there anymore, man. He's beaten everybody. Cody's the only one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I saw rumors of, well, I guess not now because he's going to. Raw, but I mean, I saw like, oh, Shinsuke versus Roman or whatever. They looked like they were pushing Shinsuke when he came back at the, I don't know, the Saudi show or whatever's coming up. I'm just like, what? Well, he's already like beaten him like five million times. Like, Let, like Shinsuke's it, not winning the belt. So it's kind of like, it's getting to a point now where it's going to be tiresome. I don't know if they can go a whole nother year, which is why I just think end this at SummerSlam. So, uh, so if we, if we, uh, well, I guess we can start talking about the draft, right? So we got some, some draft movements if you will so you got some draft trades whatever you want to call it and the big one for me right th there was ones that were like a sure thing like cody to raw the bloodline to smackdown even though it wasn't the full bloodline whatever right um but seeing like the oc and seeing aj back um healthy again i popped huge because like nobody knew what was aj status you know with yeah, that with why AJ. did why did commentary no sell like Michael Cole no sold. Yeah, AJ's I don't big know. Return. It was it was weird, you know? but he did get like, a, he got a great pop from the crowd. And then I like how they did the segment as well, where AJ was like, you know, I'll let I'll let the OC handle handle the business or whatever. And he just kind of sat there, so he kind of towed with the crowd a little bit, saying like, okay, oh, maybe he's not cleared or whatever because he's not getting into physical any yeah. any physical any physicality. And then he hits the phenomenal forearm. I'm like, oh, he's back. So before we if if what you're saying is true, right? The whole money in the bank. Uh, aspect of things if Cody wins it challenges Roman at SummerSlam if that indeed does happen which I don't hate that, that idea at all right what I would like to see is I would like to see another AJ and Roman program because those two matches at 2016 were absolute bangers listen as much as I love AJ I know AJ's not going to win these matches but if we get a match like at Money of the Bank hey I'm here for it why not, man? They they put on a classic before. I'm sure they could do it now again, especially with Roman being at the level he's at now. And to me, AJ is a credible opponent for that. And it's somebody different who hasn't challenged Roman for the Universal Belt yet. He hasn't taken his crack at uh, you know ending the streak here. So, and obviously AJ is a guy who deserves to. So, um, yeah, dude. I mean, in 2016, those matches were so underrated. That's I think amazing. it was. Um, I actually went to one of the shows where. Um, AJ and Roman faced off for the title and it was freaking awesome, dude. It was such a good match. And I just feel like a lot of people forget about it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, since it's been that long, it's fresh. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah. I'm for that too. 
Uh, let's see what else has been going on with the WWE draft. All right, let's let's talk more about this title situation because Bianca Belair got picked up by SmackDown, yes. but she's the current Raw champion. Yes. So th- this is what I think it's what's going to happen. All right, I think Triple H because he hates like the whole Universal and the like. Oh, this is the Raw champion and this is the SmackDown champion. I think they're gonna go back to a world where you remember in the draw in the draft, like the original draft where we had like. World Tag Team Champions, WWE Tag Team Champions. I right. think we might go down that path where, because I don't want to see a title swap. Remember when Becky and, and Charlotte yeah, did it? I, I don't want to see that. Don't and I can't. See so, like when I first saw that Bianca got drafted to SmackDown, my first thought was to moan and groan because I hate when they do this when right. they're when these people are the champions. Especially Bianca Belair has held this freaking title for over a year and you're just gonna swap it now all of a sudden she's gonna become the SmackDown champion. What? You're I gonna say it. she's been that champion for a year? No. Like that makes no sense to me. And I, I but again, then my then my next thought was like, well Triple H is not gonna do a title no. swap. No. That's so all then, Vince, like, baby. What That's are all they going Vince. to do. So I think what they're gonna do is I think they're gonna lean by Still continuing that reign, but just changing the name. So you're going to have a WWE Women's Champion and a World Women's Champion. I How feel the like, hell do you decipher which one's what? Uh, well, listen, listen, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> Picking right? out of a hat? Picking out, that's above my pay grade. But I think, I, think, <laughs> I think they could do something more like that. And to me, I'd rather see that. Then he'd be like, here, we got to switch championships because it's a different color than mine. And it's not going to match me being on SmackDown, me being on Raw. You know what I'm saying? And then also yeah. on top of that, maybe, maybe it's time for uh, maybe a little title, uh, to, uh, different title design um, for both uh, women's titles. Long you overdue. know, maybe yeah. maybe you go towards that realm as well. And I think we're, I think we might I think we might be hitting that path where we're getting new title designs. And then when it comes to listen to me, when it comes to the tag division, I feel like there should just be one set of tag titles. But I also feel like they might do the same route as well, where you're gonna have some world tag team champions and some WWE tag team champions. Yeah, no, I I like that. I mean, in, in AEW, you got a TBS and a, and a women's championship. So right. You got two women's world titles essentially. Yeah, I mean the the brand exclusive champions need to go. I'm surprised that's not something Triple H has done from the get go, where he's he's had new new designs for the tag titles and he's kind of merged those together and just made one set of tag titles. They can appear on each show, whatever. And then, you know, I'm surprised he hasn't done anything with the women's titles yet either. But I guess this is the opening for that, potentially, if that's where we're headed. And I hope so, man. I mean, again, the exclusive champions to the shows, I mean, it's just, again, this is what happens. Because when you want to do a draft, you want to draft this person here, and they're the champion. It's just like, what are you doing? Um, So, yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense. I think they need new designs. I mean... Christ, I mean, just take the blue and the red out of it and just design it and make it look better. I don't know. Make it look like, uh, I don't know, you know, like the, in AEW, the women's world title looks like a, a men's world title, really you know? Does. it's It doesn't have butterflies on it. It's not different colored. And it's just like, it looks like a, just a world championship, no matter if it's a men's or a women's title. I just think they need new designs all around, all across the board. I hate those freaking tag titles. Those are the ugliest things I've ever seen. It's just, so, it's just so lazy booking of like, hey, you know what's a great idea? We're going to get both our champions in the middle of the ring so they could just swap titles. Like That's the laziest sack of shit booking I think I've ever seen in my life. Like, yeah, just, and then, it's awful. And then even going back to that in the previous regime, 
naming a title the Raw Women's Title, the SmackDown Women's Title. It's just like, what's going to happen when you're in a position like you are now? We've seen in the past where that specific champion gets drafted to another show. At least when it's like a title that's called like the WWE title or the World Women's Title or whatever it is, it's no big deal because it's just you're just taking that title with you. It doesn't it doesn't affect like what show you're on. You know what I'm saying? The champ, in my opinion, I know Triple H comes out and says everybody's eligible. In my opinion, every champion in WWE, when come draft time, if they want to keep these exclusive belts, should not be eligible to be drafted, or 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 just the or the Raw and the SmackDown exclusive ones shouldn't be, because I guess WWE and World Heavyweight they could swap doesn't really matter. It's not like the Raw Heavyweight title and the SmackDown Heavyweight title, but like they should not be eligible. I've been saying it every year: Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley. <laughs> I guess those are the only two, really. Those ladies should not be eligible to be drafted because they are exclusive champions. Rhea Ripley just won the SmackDown belt. Now, obviously, she's getting drafted to Raw. I mean, that's a, that's obvious after Bianca's going to SmackDown. So, again, yeah, unless you introduce new titles into the mix, swapping them would look ridiculous because she just won the SmackDown belt. So now she's going to become the Raw champion? That, to me, just makes no sense, and I just don't understand the logic behind that. So I hope what you're saying is true. There's been no rumors about any of that, but I hope they have new designs in the works. I just hope they do, like, a yeah, a women's world or a, I don't know. Think of something, but don't swap the belts, especially because of Bianca's run and because of what Rhea just won the SmackDown belt. I was excited to see Rhea move the SmackDown. It's just, like, what? Like, what? <laughs> Every year, it's the same crap. Don't don't freaking do the swapping thing. And I don't think Triple H is going to. No, a Triple H. Listen, but, you also got to understand, too, which, you know, the booking of the women's division in WWE, even under Triple H, has been atrocious. But, but I also want to just put it out there. Like, Triple H is also cleaning up messes from years in the making, okay? Like, I know, I know. He's not going to do everything overnight right, and everything like, at once. Like, but I'm like, just surprised that's... Right. Something he hasn't thought about. I mean, I guess he has thought about it. We just don't know about it. But right. yeah, it will be interesting to see how they go about this title situation. I would assume Monday night when Rhea gets drafted, maybe they say something then, or maybe they just wait until after Backlash because I think both ladies have title matches coming up at that show. So you're not going to switch the titles or the names before the show, right? Before the pay-per-view, the Puerto Rico show. So I guess it'll go into effect afterwards. But I'm curious to see how he goes about running that because who's Rhea's facing Zelina Vega and Bianca's facing EO. So now EO's on SmackDown with Bianca. So she essentially, if she wins the raw title, it's going to be stupid. You can't do that. And Zelina's on whatever show she's on. So it's like, I feel like, I I feel like, I feel like LWO is going to probably more than likely be drafted to raw. So they, they just got to listen. They're, Clearly, Rhea, I was gonna say, clearly Rhea and Bianca, whatever happens at Backlash and going forward, they're still going to be the champions, right? Yeah. They just need to figure out a decision or figure out a way. And maybe they do it on some shit where they don't even... That one day, they just announce them differently, and that's it, where Rhea's coming out after successfully, after successfully defending the the women's world title against Alina Vega, Rhea Ripley, maybe they do it on some, like, Wait a minute. When, when did that happen? They yeah, might... but they still got to change the, the design because right. she's got the blue belt on the on the red listen, brand. And... Right, right, right. I mean, listen. 
you, we're, we're talking about this, right? But when they when Britt Baker came out with the with the new design of the women's title, it just it, there was no announcement or nothing. She just showed up with the new title. Like I don't think it's out of this realm where one day we're clicking on on Raw and SmackDown and we see Rhea and Bianca so show up with like a new title. That would be awful just because they need to uh, AEW is a different story. They've been called Raw and SmackDown Women's Champions and they have brand exclusive championships for so long. If we don't get any explanation and they just shift those things and call them something different, like that would just be like I, you know what I kind of wish random they, and I kind of wish they would have done this where when Bianca after she we found out Bianca got drafted to SmackDown, I really wish what they would have done was she said like Oh, I'm so happy to be on SmackDown being your WWE Women's Champion no, instead no, of saying no, no. SmackDown Women's no, no. Champion. Like, I wish yeah. she would have just threw that line out there because, like, then it's like, okay, cool. Like, I don't know. I just feel like the whole saying I'm Raw Champion or SmackDown Champion just – it's it makes you pigeonhole. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like knowing WWE and, 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 and – well, I might not be a fan of them just showing up one day with like a new title and being called something completely different. I'd rather have that than them swapping titles in the middle of the ring. Uh, yeah, right. Essentially, if you're going to put it that way, then yeah, of course. But I just do feel like they need an explanation. And no. I think I like your idea. I think they're going to recreate the name of the title and the design right. of the titles. Because, again, you're not swapping them and you're not taking the belt off Bianca and you're not taking it off Rhea. May so that's the only, right. only solution. May here. Or maybe we get – maybe Triple H, we, we get like a presentation type thing where Triple H is in the middle of the ring handing Rhea and Bianca, not at the same time, but in their brand-specific shows, like, listen, you're coming to SmackDown, you are a champion, and you will now be known like the WWE – world women champion or like on raw you're the world w i don't know something like that you know what i'm saying or why did they have to switch why couldn't smackdown have just drafted rhea ripley who's their freaking goddamn champion instead of bianca in that slot you draft us and rhea and then on uh monday raw drafts bianca and there you go crisis avoided you don't gotta do this whole convoluted shit again unless the if the plan is to to do new designs, new names for titles, then okay, it doesn't matter who the hell they drafted. Are they drafted Bianca? It is what it is. But if that's not the plan, why the frig didn't SmackDown just draft their own goddamn champion? Why did they draft the Raw champion? Like, that doesn't even make sense to me. Like, they should be proud of their champion, you know? Why wouldn't, you know, and she just won the belt, just defeated Charlotte Flair in a great match at WrestleMania. Why wouldn't SmackDown want their champion on the show? Why would they? Why would they draft Bianca Belair, the champion who's on? He's been on the other show for over a year. You would, that that to me just makes no sense and wants want, it. It makes my head explode because all I ask is for this shit to just make sense. You would think so. You you would think that almost it probably is already twenty years of them doing this WWE draft. You think they would yeah. have it together, and they still can't get it together. Because I remember one time, me and it, this is a couple of years back, me and Leo went like on a tirade on like an episode after draft where like the draft didn't make sense because it's like, I don't think it should be announced. You didn't get any draft picks. Everybody was just staying in the same place. Right. Why is a draft pick announced if they're staying on their same brand? Like that to me <laughs> that, makes that no too. sense. Yeah. Like they shouldn't draft pick should be announced when they're switching. Not when they're staying in the same brand. Right, right. That's that's the most ridiculous thing, too. It's like, oh, SmackDown drafts Roman. Oh, great. He's been on the show for, like, two, three years already at this point. Like, it's not a big hoorah. Like, you know, like, 
Yeah, I know. It, it's the whole concept of the draft. It's fun, but it's also absolutely freaking ridiculous. <laughs> and, and and we didn't even get to the best part either, where it's like, then they came out, I don't know if you saw on social media, where it's like, Mustafa Ali, uh, Dolph Ziggler, Von oh, Wagner, oh. and uh, Omas. They're agents, declared mate. free agents. <laughs> Now, how is that a thing? How is it, nobody wanted these guys? I mean, I get it. All of them are scrubs, okay? You, you, you scrape hey, the hey, bottom. Hey, how I'm under. Guys, listen, but, I have a reliable source that says that New Japan is looking to get that Dolph Ziggler pick. Okay? <laughs> yeah, right. If, they, if if they're free agents, I mean, they could show up in other wrestling companies. I, how did these guys become yo, free agents? You know what? If, listen, if WWE really had some balls, they would do that. They would just be like, listen. To show up, see, get booked for like impact, and everybody or, would want to be a free yo, agent. Yo, how dope would that be? Like for like a good month, they just show up in like different promotions. Just, I mean, absolutely ridiculous. We also didn't even mention. I don't know if you were getting to it or not, but here's a good segue to it. Another thing that drives me insane: they're drafting NXT champions now too. Why are you drafting the woman? That legit just won the NXT championship. And got hurt. And got hurt. Yeah, yeah. Why not draft Roxanne Perez? Yep. She's not going to win the belt back. Nope. She's obviously ready. I don't even think Indy Hartwell is even that great. I don't even think she's all that ready to be main roster ready. She just won the belt. And you're bringing her up, so she's going to have to vacate that? How does that make sense when you have women down there, like a Roxy, who can easily come up and transition perfectly, not going to win the championship, already had her run. Why are you drafting her? The tag team champions, yeah. they just won these belts. And yep. again, the only reason I know this crap is because I was at the show. And when, they, when these women won these belts, it wasn't that long ago. They just won these titles, and now they're going to drop them just to go up to the main roster. Meanwhile, you have... The other ch- the the two that challenged these two for the belts, Casey, I don't know, Cadenzaro, I don't know what her freaking name is now, and the other one, Caden Carter. Carter. Why don't you bring them up? Yeah, yeah. To the main roster. They've already had the run with their belts. They're not doing anything. Why don't you bring up the people who aren't doing anything no. instead of the people who are the freaking champions so, of the show? So why are you bringing them up? <laughs> like, I just it just doesn't make sense, bro. Now so, you have a tag title match on NXT Wednesday. We obviously know the outcome. What it, it makes no well, dude. When they announced Indy Hartwell, I was like, "Why? What? What?" So I am happy. So we're just, and listen, I do not watch NXT. I am happy that Zoe Starks got picked up because man, she is yes, ready that to makes fucking go. Sense. But, She's he, probably never going to win the belt down there. She's ready. Bring her up. But that the, makes sense. So out of the, all the things from NXT, right, from the NXT draft picks, right, you know what was the one that I find so annoying? How Cruz. How he's so happy. Apostle yeah. is happy to get picked up. Like, bro, you <laughs> like you were on Raw and SmackDown before. Yeah, right. it went horribly. So how do you think you think and, this runs? And, be and he's probably gonna go horribly this time around too. The man is so fucking boring. And I know there's this lawsuit happening right now with one of these previous writers. You know, she's like how she got wrongfully terminated. And, and listen, I'm not discrediting that. And hey, clearly there is issues in all of wrestling when it comes to being tone deaf, maybe a little bit of racism there, etc. Right. But here's a hot take for me, all right? Whether it was done in malicious intent or not, I don't know. But when Apollo Crews was doing, like, the whole Nigerian gimmick, that was the most entertaining shit he's ever done in WWE. (laughs) All right? Because the the man is boring. 
I can see but... I can see drywall. That's yeah, but... more entertaining than Apollo fucking Cruz. What about the smile though? The man is god awfully boring. No, he Nobody smiled. cares about Apollo Cruz. When he was doing the Nigerian gimmick. Now listen, if it was done in malicious intent, I do not condone that at all. Okay? But when he was doing the whole Nigerian gimmick, that was the most entertaining shit he's ever done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As forgettable as it is, you know, I mean, when somebody brings it up, it's like, oh, yeah, he did do that. But, yeah, I mean, it's just like, yeah, that's, it's, he's, he's nothing but a decent wrestler with no personality, no good character, mm-hmm. no good gimmick. Why is anybody going to care about him on Mon- Raw, SmackDown? I don't even know where he went. I don't even care. But, I mean, yeah, it's... He was so amped up to get picked up. Like, so he wasn't, excited, bro. So like, excited, He wasn't yeah. just a Raw SmackDown before. Oh, God. I don't know. We also got uh, Jordan Devlin going to Raw, which I guess is cool. You know, what? this is a guy that's, like, been putting on bangers, yeah. I guess, in NXT. But, yeah. again, it's like the guys that are down there, they're obviously never going to win the championships that have been down there for a while that you think already, you bring them up. Like I said, Zoe Stark, it makes sense. She's been down there Love for a little her. bit, Love her. riddled with injuries, but probably never going to become women's world champion. So enough playing games and just bring her up. But Indy Hartwell just won the belt. Let her get her feet wet with the championship. Let her just get some more reps in. You, she, you know, she, nope, bring her right up and you vacate the belt again. She, when also Roxanne Perez just did that recently, which is why they had that ladder match for the title. Now you're going to vacate it again? Like, I just hate when shit like this doesn't make sense, man. Like, there was just so many different things they could have done. And, again, they just go with the most. I wonder, I wonder, and this is just me speculating here. I wonder if the reason why they drafted Indy is because the injury is very serious and that she's going to have to vacate the title. Anyways, yeah. I wonder if that's the case with yeah. her. I mean, if that's the case, then okay. Yeah, but why draft her? Why make a big deal out of it? Why even speak about it? Just vacate the title and do something else with it. Right, because she gets drafted to Raw, even if she's out with the injury. Yeah. (laughs) You're not going to see her on the show then, so why why waste the draft pick drafting her? I don't know, man. I think what went down was like, who's the champion? Bring them up now. I mean, I I don't know, dude. It's What else makes sense? I don't know, man. I don't know. See, listen, while WWE, some stuff is kind of like – working for the better things are getting better there's still a lot of questions there there's still uh, yeah, a lot I of mean, questions yeah, some things just never change right and um you know triple h is i guess trying to clean up messes from years in the making but then there's some stuff like you just said ryan just keep your 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 champion on the same show so you won't have to deal with this dilemma when we're trying to figure out to call you are you the this champion of this show and then we're calling you another champion uh, i just really wanted to be in the boardroom when they went over this, like, okay, how are we going to do this draft? We're going to have SmackDown draft Bianca instead of their own champion. And I want to know if, like, anybody, like, raised their voice and said, well, you know, that doesn't make sense because Rhea is our champion. I, I would love I would love to be in there to see if that actually goes down because I can't be the only person here. I'm a nobody, okay? I can't be the only one thinking and just being so frustrated by how this just doesn't what, make sense. What if the response was like, ah, we'll figure it out when we get there? Oh, I'm sure it was. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Ah, no worries, man. No worries. Our audience is dumb. They ain't got to think of this shit. It's all right. We'll figure it out. Just let Don't it play out. Don't worry about it, pal. Don't worry about it, pal. They'll figure it out eventually. Maybe we'll get maybe we'll get the WWE Endeavor Women's Championship. Okay. Yeah, hey. Get the get the brand exclusive things out of there. I don't, you know, I don't yeah. care what the hell you call it at this point. 
<sighs> All right. I think we covered everything we needed to cover, man. Uh, we talked a lot, a lot about AEW, a lot about WWE stuff. But overall, overall, there is some exciting things happening, okay? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm definitely invested. I'm intrigued. I don't know how good the Saturday show is going to do but for AEW, but we'll see. We'll see when we get there, though. Regardless, we'll be You're watching. On, either on delay, Ryan, five weeks delay, we'll be watching somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I'll be watching that first week when CM Punk shows up and uh, Goldberg shows up, too. I don't know if you heard there was a rumor that there was going to be another mm-hmm. unexpected surprise mm-hmm. on that first episode or whatever. Um, I think, think AEW is going to get Goldberg. Why? You're going to secure him. Just pointing that out there. Listen, AEW picks up anybody, man. We'll see. We'll see what happens. AEW collision, baby. Mm. All right, Ryan, give me your plugs, man. All right. Lucha Outsiders on Twitter. I have been very uh, active. Inactive on there, but <laughs> I will admit, I've just been slacking a lot. I We were saying this before we went on the air. Just haven't really been all over the uh, the Twitter machine recently, uh, especially when it comes to wrestling. Kind of just watch the show, go it's, to sleep, do whatever. I don't really awful. like try and engage on there anymore, so I haven't really been active. But go follow it anyways. Leo? Losradio.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, be on the lookout. We're doing a whole bunch of stuff. By the way, I want to say what's up to F, uh, SF, no, SWF which is a, uh, a, uh, an indie show that we went to watch with my, uh, my brother. It was actually very entertaining, so go support uh, indie wrestling. What's up to uh, Steve Jordan, who's actually a listener of ours, who was part of uh, putting that uh, event together. So SWF. They had two nights. I went to night one. It was pretty good. Night one, and you couldn't finish the night, huh, Leo? Well, it's not. Well, Steve, uh, when you guys put 6 o'clock, start at 6, homie. Please. Oh, man. I was, it was already 11.30, and they were still on the La puta madre que te parió. Hijo de la remil puta. But it was very interesting. I got to see Savio Vega, and uh, and Roman got to meet uh, Wrecking Ball Ligurski. Oh, Wrecking Ball Ligurski. That's my fucking boy right there. <laughs> and it's funny as hell because my brother goes, you're taller than him. I was oh, like, yeah. I, thought, I thought your brother was going to say, you kind of look like him. Fuck you. I do look like him. Him, <laughs> him and, uh, and Avalanche, which is the other guy. No, Everest. Everest, who was the other guy. So, But I got to see Savio Vega. Um, we took the kids, uh, Vincent got his own, uh, like little rant in. I tried to coach him cause he was doing it at the most inopportune time. I was like, you gotta wait for everybody to be quiet and then go tidy whiteies. Oh, so no. that's the one that he started. So, uh, no support uh, local wrestling, bro. Losradio.com too. We're local. All right. You can follow me at rated R since 87. Make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere. Instagram, Facebook. Twitter, if you miss anything or everything on today's episode, make sure you download subscribe to the podcast version of the show. iTunes, SoundCloud, you want to be fancy, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, La Mesclab, LoShio.com, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast needs. Also, give us a subscribe, you know. And YouTube. And YouTube. We're still on the rebuilding stages. It still looks like fucking shit, but we're going to try to update it. We'll fix it today. We'll fix it today. Soon. And yeah, follow us on YouTube. And if you can't listen to us podcast live or want to listen to the podcast, you can watch us on YouTube and also Facebook Live. And starting this week, every Monday at 2 o'clock, you're going to have Lucha Outsiders on Los Radio TV. So if you miss any of this, you can watch the syndicated version. Just go to LosRadio.com every Monday at 2 o'clock. Why? Because that's when you get people to watch it. Sundays, you know, it's just us. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. All right. For the old man, Leo. Oh, my back. 
For <laughs> R-double-R-I-Radar. I'm yours truly, Mr. Radar. Till next time, keep Radar. Stay too sweet. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>